Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. They are asking God for the victory for their king who's going to lead them in battle. Now, why do I point that out? Because it speaks to the paramount importance of praying for those who are in spiritual battle, certainly those who are on the front lines in ministry. Praying for your leaders, especially when going into battle. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Psalms. Leaders of ministry will be targets for the enemy. Those who are placed in charge are the ones the devil wants to tear down the most. As such, Pastor J.D. reminds us of the great need to pray for our leaders. What may seem like a small act may very well be the thing that gives them the strength and courage to continue in ministry. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Psalms chapter 19 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. All right, let's jump in. Psalm 19, we're told it's to the chief musician. Again, a Psalm of David. There is some debate as to who the chief musician is. Uh, some suggest that this is actually to God himself. And it's a Psalm of David. Verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line, verse 4, has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of heaven and its circuit to the other end. And there is nothing hidden from its heat. Now, when we get to verse 7 here, David, by the Spirit, sort of turns a corner and goes from this description of the creation of God to now a description of the Word of God. Verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes, verse 8, of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Wow. Every single one of these, very descriptive. 
they all speak to the power of the word of God, the law of the Lord, the testimony of the Lord, the statutes of the Lord, the commandments of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, the judgments of the Lord. And there's a delineation here, a divine delineation, if I can call it that as to what the the Lord's word is, what God's word does, converting the soul, making the wise simple, rejoicing the heart, enlightening the eyes, enduring forever, true and righteous altogether. Verse 10, again, speaking of the word of God, more to be desired are they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey, and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Verse 12. Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Interesting presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless, not sinless, blameless. And I shall be innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth, and by the way, if this sounds like a worship song, that's because it is. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Ah, what a psalm. What a psalm. You know, this psalm is an important psalm because it answers what I believe to be the three most important questions that are asked concerning God. The first is, is there a God? Yes, there is. All of creation testifies of God. Yes, there is. The word of God. The creation of God. Here's a second question. Okay, if there is a God, then what kind of God is he? And third, and perhaps more important, what kind of God is he? He going to be for me in his interaction with me? And what kind of a God is he going to be to me? And this psalm answers all three of these questions in whatever form they might come. And these are, I believe, again, the main questions that everyone asks. And the questions are answered doesn't mean that they're received, but the questions are answered. And these questions concerning the true and living God with whom I can have a loving and saving relationship with. Interesting, uh, notable, how David would say at the end of the psalm that the Lord is his strength, his redeemer, his salvation. This is one of those Psalms, and it's easy to remember because this is Psalm 19, and it's Psalm 119, which 
is the longest of all of the Psalms. And like here in Psalm 19, it's all about the unmatched supremacy of the word of God. And David ever so eloquently, even perfectly, describes the word of God in this magnificent and this glorious way. And he does so with a powerful and poetic clarity. And and do you see the beauty of it? The, The marriage in it with the creation of God and the word of God, both of which testify to this God, the nature of this God, the characteristics of this God. I can't wait till we get to Psalm 119. Have you read Psalm 119 lately? You know, it's a, it's a fabulous song, a psalm and song too, but it's all about the word of God. Maybe we'll take some time. Maybe we'll devote one entire Bible study to that psalm by itself, standalone. Can't wait till we get there. It'll be a couple years at this rate, but we'll get there, Psalm 119. Psalm 20, again, to the chief musician, a psalm of David. Verse 1, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice, Selah. Again, selah, meaning pause, consider, stop, meditate, refrain. Verse 4, may he, speaking of God, grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. We will rejoice in your salvation and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now, verse 6, I know that the Lord saves his anointed. Speaking of David, by the way, I want to talk about that in a moment. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. I love verse 7. Some trust in chariots. And summon horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Verse 8, they have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. May the king answer us when we call. I need to maybe provide you a little bit of a... Uh, backstory of sorts to this very interesting and unique psalm. First, I don't know if you noticed this as we were reading through it, but it's in the voice of a multitude. This is a prayer, and it's the prayer of God's people for their king. And more specifically, it's a prayer for victory as their king, David, leads them into battle. It's really a passionate plea for the victory for Israel. And it's a passionate plea and a passionate prayer, and rightfully so. 
Why? Because they know what's at stake. What's at stake? Oh, they're about to go into battle. And this is a life and death battle. And what's at stake is the nation of Israel's existence. That's what's at stake. And they know it. And that's why they are pleading with God. They are praying to God. They are asking God for the victory for their king who's going to lead them in battle. Now, why do I point that out? Because it speaks to the paramount importance of praying for those who are in spiritual battle, certainly those who are on the front lines in ministry. Praying for your leaders, especially when going into battle. Um, I want you to hang on to that, and uh, I want to come back to it because it ever so beautifully and powerfully dovetails into the next psalm. Here's the thing. Psalm 20 is a prayer before entering the battle. And Psalm 21 is a prayer of thanksgiving for the victory after the battle. But here's something that I want you to pay particular attention to before we jump into Psalm 21. Psalm 20 is a prayer of faith. As I was reading through it again today and kind of preparing my heart for tonight's Bible study, uh, you know how when you read something over again, it's kind of like watching something a second time or a third time. You pick up things you didn't pick up the first time. And one of the things that came leaping off the pages of my Bible when I read it again was that they are, listen, they are trusting God in advance of the battle by faith for the victory. They're even praising God Prior to giving them the victory, they're praising God for the victory. Lord, you will do it. That's faith. And oh, by the way, it's the one thing that God says he's pleased with. In the Gospels, we've talked about this many a time and on many an an occasion. But in the Gospels, what is the thing that we're told Jesus would marvel at? Faith. And and it goes both ways. On both sides of the table, he would marvel at the great faith of those to whom he would heal and deliver. I, I have not seen faith like this. And then conversely, on the other side of that, you find him, not angrily, but just almost with a, an empathy and a compassion, even a pity, dare I say, when he looks at the disciples on many occasions and says, why did you doubt? What? Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Your God is a big God, why is your faith not big? You, you have little faith in a big God? You need to have big faith because you have a big God. And and it seems that God has chosen to 
be moved by this thing we call faith. It moves his mighty hand. The writer of Hebrews says, without faith, it's impossible to please him, which means that with faith, we're pleasing to him. Don't we want to please God? The faith that says, God, I'm going to trust you. I don't understand. I don't know what you're doing. The battle is in front of me. The odds are against me. This is too big for me, but it's not too big for you. You can do anything. Is there anything too hard for you? You can do anything. I believe by faith you can do this. And this prayer in this psalm is a prayer of faith that God will do it. Now I want you to notice something here. It's not God can you. No, God can. God can do anything. It's not God can you. It's God will you and even God you will and I'm going to thank you for what you're going to do. Because I know that if I ask anything that is according to your will, I'm going to have it. It's done. You will do it. Now, you may not do it, Lord, in the way that I think you're going to do it. You're certainly not going to do it at the time that I necessarily want for you to do it, but you will do it. And you'll do it in your way and in your time, and it will always be for your glory. What is faith? Well, we're told that it's defined as the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, that's a, that's a strong word, the evidence of that which is not yet seen. They haven't seen the victory. They haven't tasted from the cup of the victory, but their faith is that they are trusting that God will do it. They haven't seen it. It hasn't happened. But they already have the evidence, evidence by faith that God will do it. And he will. G. Camel Morgan said it best this way concerning these two Psalms. He says, Psalm 20 is the language of faith. Not after the battle, but before it. See, <laughs> here's the thing. There's something innate within all of us that fights against faith. Let me explain. We want to walk by sight. We want to see it. You know that saying, seeing is believing. Seeing sight is the antithesis of faith. You're not going to have faith in something that you've already realized, seen, touched. You don't need faith. You know that day is coming, by the way. On that great and final day, that glorious day, when we see him face to face, see him. No longer does it require faith, because now we have the sight. Sight is the antithesis of faith. But see, our flesh wants to see it. I need to see it. I don't see it. Well, that's where faith comes in. That's the walk of faith. That's the life of faith. It's, it's the kind of faith that says, Lord, I know you can do it. And I believe you will do it. And it's not a matter of if you're going to do it. It's a matter of when. That's faith. That's faith. And sometimes, thankfully, <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of verses I'm thinking of. One, one of which I think is in First or Second Timothy. Where Paul writes about how when uh, we're faithless. 
He's still faithful. Aren't you glad for that? I know I am. How many times have I faltered in my faith? Just that in that moment, in the heat of the battle, if you will, and instead of having great faith, I mean, you would be hard pressed to even ascribe to me that mustard seed size faith. I don't even have that. If I have that, that's all I would need to move the mountain that is in front of me. But even when I'm faithless, He is faithful. Now Psalm 21 is a psalm that I want to spend just a little bit of time on, and I think you'll see why here in a moment. And again, it dovetails in with Psalm 20, because this is the prayer of thanksgiving after the victory that they believed by faith God would grant them. And it's done. To the chief musician again, a psalm of David, verse 1. The king shall have joy in your strength, O Lord, and in your salvation, how greatly shall he rejoice. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips, Selah. For you, verse 3, meet him with the blessings of goodness. You set a crown of pure gold upon his head. He asked life from you, and you gave it to him. Length of days forever and ever. His glory is great in your salvation. Honor and majesty you have placed upon him. For you have made him most blessed forever. You have made him exceedingly glad in your presence For the king, speaking of David, trusts in the Lord. And through the mercy of the Most High, he shall not be moved. Your hand will find all your enemies. Your right hand will find those who hate you. You shall make them as a fiery oven in the time of your anger. The Lord shall swallow them up in his wrath, and the fire shall devour them. Their offspring you shall destroy from the earth, and their descendants from among the sons of men. For they intended evil against you. They devised a plot which they are not able to perform. Therefore, verse 12, you will make them turn their back. You will make ready your arrows on your string toward their faces. Be exalted, O Lord, in your own strength. We, I want you to notice that, we, we will sing and praise your power. The poetry of the Psalms evokes emotions of all kinds. The authors' lives were as varied as their songs, yet each point to truth we can't deny. God is still God, always in control and forever loving His creation. We can rest in the knowledge that our Heavenly Father cares for us deeply and is supporting us, calming us and providing life everlasting. We hope today's teaching on In Spirit and Truth stays with you as you continue on in your day, reminding you of truth and love at every turn. If you'd enjoy listening to more messages from Pastor J.D. Farag, you'll be able to find them on our website at inspiritandtruthradio.com. 
we do treasure our connection with our listeners, we'd like you to be a part of our social media community. Follow the links on our website to our Facebook or Twitter pages where you can add your thoughts to the conversations while filling your news feed with encouragement and useful information. We'd love to see you here in person at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe if you're in the area too. We hold services every Sunday at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. or come by on Thursdays at 7 p.m. for an in-depth Bible study. Directions can be found on our website. Again, that's inspiritandtruthradio.com. If you can't join us in person, we hope you'll find a local church community soon that you can call home. Having a supportive and biblically-based church is an incredible blessing in your faith experience. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you'll join Pastor J.D. again to continue studying the Psalms right here on In Spirit and Truth.